0: What's up, y'all? Bud Elliott here, and this is the NOLCast. It's uh, about what, ten o'clock here on the East Coast. Appreciate everybody tapping in. Make sure you give us those nice five-star reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and also make sure that you give us the thumbs up on YouTube. I apologize for looking down at my phone, and uh, yeah, I had another uh, had a guy text me here. Um, I'll get into this a little a little bit more, just some more details of things got blasted for saying this thing today on cover three. But yes, FSU, Texas, and Oregon all have way better NIL than Alabama. Sorry. Uh, okay. So yeah, tap in, make sure you guys hit that nice thumbs up. All right. So a couple things here. Number one, Obviously, you all want to hear about the Alabama job search. Mike Norvell being named as a candidate by a lot of media reports, and uh, obviously, I think Mike Norvell is a hell of a ball coach. So it makes sense that he, you know, won what twenty-three games in the last two years, and it makes a lot of sense that uh, that they would. So Graham will join me in the morning to discuss that, and also a lot of the top uh, transfers that FSU has brought in. I wanted to do a joint episode, and then I wanted to make sure we got something out tonight on the NCAA thing. So, yeah, all right, look. Just real quick to kind of put your fears at ease. Mike Norvell is a hell of a ball coach, okay? he has, But I don't think he's shown to be like an irreplaceable coach because he's not a hell of a ball coach. He's also a hell of a recruiter. He's just a hell of a ball coach so far. He might eventually become a good recruiter or a guy you know, who can fill out a staff that has the right, right balance of coach and recruiting? But right now, he's more in that kind of like Lance Leopold, you know, Chris Kleiman mold, where it's, you know, it's more about the coaching than it is the recruiting. We'll see how that changes and how that plays in terms of the courtship by Alabama, if he's even the top guy. We'll see if he is. But that that's not an irreplaceable formula. Florida State has gone undefeated three times in the last quarter century with three different coaches. You're in a league where you basically roll out of bed and win five or six games automatically if you do a decent job at all, because some of the people you compete against only have you know NIL budgets of like half a million or 750 or a million, which is, you know, exponentially less than uh than what you play with. So do I think Mike Morell is going to Alabama? I don't know. It makes sense that he's a candidate, but you know, like they also. Looks like they struck out on the top guy, Dan Lenning, who would make a lot of sense because we know he can recruit at that level, and he's been in the uh, in the saving system. I'll star a couple of your questions to go through them throughout the show. This is probably a 20 or 25 minute show. Uh, I would I would think. Uh, let me see here. Sorry, just making sure. Cool. By the way, uh, I want to say the main part of the show is brought to you by uh, the legendary team. Chad says, such a tremendous job. 844-FSU-LOAN gets you the best possible loan that you guys can get. I've used them twice. I think they do a great job. 844-FSU-LOAN is the number to call. The link is also in the show notes if you want. So if you're watching this, you're probably familiar, but again, every podcast is someone's first, so I will go through it. Florida State, uh, it was announced tonight, well not announced, but the a story broke by Yahoo and I believe also Sports Illustrated. So a couple of reporters who were out at the NCAA convention that uh, Florida State and the NCAA have agreed uh, to some penalties for some recruiting infractions. Uh, let's go through these. So this relates back to the Amarius Mims situation in uh, the spring of 2022. If you recall, Amarius Mims' stud left tackle jumped in the portal. He's from Georgia. He visited Florida State. Uh, the allegations, which I, I think at this point are agreed to, certainly the penalties are agreed to. I don't know if FSU actually agreed to the allegations, but what's in the Yahoo story? And I'll, I'll give Dellinger credits. I think he's probably the best one covering this. Um, was that a coach, and Atkins is named in the story, uh, drove Marius Mems to meet with a representative of the collective at the time, Rising Spear, not? battles in so not the collective that, that Graham runs as was pointed out by a lot of reporters tonight I think that's obviously important. and uh, they agreed on a deal uh, again this is the Yahoo story of roughly 15,000 a month which I will tell you is extremely cheap by the way by today's standards to get a stud uh, left tackle. but anyway, technically that's a violation. I can't tell you how many coaches from other schools and other like media, who texted me that, like, wait, wh- where's the violation here? Like, that's just sort of the normal course of business, and that's how things are done. Uh, but technically, it's, it's against the rules. So Ford State negotiated, and uh, they got a level two violation, not a level one. I'm not an NCAA legal expert, but I will say that people will probably ask why would they agree to these penalties? It's probably just to get the case over and done with to get the investigation over and done with and to be like, okay, it's a level two. It's not a level one. The penalties do not impact the head coach. They just impact the assistant coach, Alex Atkins. In this case, he'll be suspended for three games and uh, he has a two year show cause, which means he can't uh, if he gets hired somewhere else, they would have the school would have to show cause for why they're making that hire again. A show cause is essentially like a two-year pseudo ban on being hired elsewhere. So, uh, stinks for Alex Atkins, obviously, but that is just kind of the price of doing business if you want to win football games. So, uh, not going to beat around the bush on that, right? So, it's a level two, not a level one. That's pretty important. They get a two-year probation. Probation means exactly that probationary period. Like just don't do other uh, bad things, essentially, guys. It's not a bowl ban. It's not a playoff ban. None of that kind of stuff at all. So just to clarify, probation just means you're on probation. Just, you know, sort of you do other things, penalties could escalate. There are a lot of schools on probation, basically at all times. It's just sort of kind of a rolling thing. Florida State has been on probation before. I don't really know of a team that hasn't, maybe the Irish, I'd, I'd have to check on that, but I think almost all schools have been on probation at some time. Doesn't mean it's a good thing to be on probation, but the main thing I wanted to clarify here is that probation uh, does not mean a bull ban and it does not mean any sort of additional penalty. Uh, they also will lose uh, five scholarships over the next two years. That's not nothing, but it's not a crippling penalty, certainly. Uh, so, you know, not ideal, uh, but again, it it's sort of like every additional one matters more like if you lose 15, it's a tremendous uh, penalty. five is not uh, is not something that is really going to cripple a program. Uh, you lost some visits and evaluation days. they actually served that penalty most of it at least already this fall. so uh, I think some of the coaches, probably including Atkins, couldn't go on the road at certain times this fall, not a big deal uh, there so. Why did it come out now? That's a good question. I will tell you that the NCAA, in, in these cases, works extremely slow. Uh, so it would not surprise me if Florida State has been negotiating with the NCAA on this, kind of going back and forth. Do you agree? Do you want to take it to you know to infractions? Do you want to sue over it? Uh, it would not shock me if they have been going at this uh, for maybe a year. Who knows? So it comes out now. Uh, I would say it's probably better that it comes out after signing day and after move-in day. If I'm Florida State, that's what I would have been doing, like trying to not get it to come out, you know, right around signing day. So yeah, you can kind of read into the timing on that. I don't really think that it has anything to do with the, like the timing of the of the story breaking. I don't truly think it has something to do with the courtship of Norvell allegedly or reportedly by Alabama. You could sort of argue that both ways because Norvell didn't have any penalties, uh, you know that maybe could help him. because you kind of learn some stuff about recruiting, maybe if you're Alabama, it makes you look at Norvell with a little bit more of a, a skeptical eye for his ability as a recruiter. So I'll take some questions here from the chat. All right. Michael says, uh, do you think this stuff with the NCAA is retaliation in any way? I, I do not. No, not, not really. I think they were trying to set an example some pounds of flesh. If you read the Dellinger story, Uh, It says that Florida State was the first, but they will not be the last, and that it seems like some more serious stuff is coming down the pipe for other schools. Uh, I will quote from Dellinger. Um, Where we go? Mark Hicks, the NCAA Enforcement Managing Director for Development, told a group of administrators that the association is focused on, quote, tampering and inducements related to NIL, and that they have proof that recruiting rules are being violated. The NCAA has screenshots of text messages from sitting head coaches sent directly to players on other college teams in attempts to get them to transfer schools. Uh, coaches are, as well, reaching out to the high school coaches of, of college players as intermediaries. Of course, they are. Like, that's just basically how this game is played. So, yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. I would say that... Um, it's not nothing, but it's nothing that makes me think like, "Hey, Florida State's in trouble for this at all." Personally, if you got like multiple level ones, like Michigan might be facing for Harbaugh stuff, that's when they can really kind of, kind of get you. Um, level two stuff, and the fact that they got it done and out of the way, I think ultimately is is kind of what uh, what you want here. Uh, So, a couple more questions. Let's just take a look through this. This won't be a super long show this evening, but I I did just kind of want to give you all my opinion on it. Um, All right, so uh, Traveling Snowman asks, I read the athletic article, but I still don't understand what exactly Atkins or the booster did wrong. So, technically, you're not supposed to facilitate deals if a player isn't signed with you already, because that's technically an inducement. Obviously, if you read some of the articles that that the kids gave interviews with at the Under Armour and uh, All American games recently, they talked about how they would not sign until their agent reviewed the deal. Uh, in some cases, like with a with an Ohio State, or you know, the one kid said he was offered three million a year, which I did confirm today is complete nonsense. That that school did not offer that. All they did offer him a a pretty good number. Uh, So, yeah, I guess because if you give the kid a ride, you're facilitating the inducement. That's sort of where they're, I don't guess. that. that, That's basically what they would allege there. All right. Um, But how did they find out about the dollar amount? Did the kid tell on FSU? Well, I doubt FSU told on itself. So most likely, I would say that is uh, probably how that would happen. All right, Grillmaster says, does that explain some of the stuff about the high school recruiting this past cycle? Um, I would say pretty little, to be honest. I think it's more of an imbalance on this staff between the quality of coaching, which I do believe is pretty high at most positions, and the quality of recruiting, which I think is too low in several spots and that there's an imbalance. And, uh, you know, it's why I was pretty... Uh, I wasn't shocked because somebody told me all the coaches were getting extended, but I, I was certainly a little bit like, okay, really? As my attitude. But it, again, it's hard to it's hard to fire your guys when you go 13 0. But at some point the bill will come due for all the, the misses they keep having at linebacker and along the defensive line. It it's just it's unavoidable. All right. Let me see here. What else? What other questions do we have from the show? Jordan asked, what does this mean about the playoff chances in 2024? Absolutely nothing. This will not impact Florida State's playoff chances in any way. You have a team that should roll out of bed and win win like the six automatic games unless something crazy happens. And I was texting with a friend today and I said, hey, honestly, assuming reasonable health and the worst possible bounces, you're like... If you just got terrible bounces and bounce luck, like eight and four, like this team is probably somewhere between seven and five and twelve and zero. And twelve and zero is not, not an off the table type result. Uh, so, can will Florida State be a worse team this year than it was last year? Certainly, it will be. It is not as talented. It is not as experienced. And also, I think in some cases, especially on defense, your best players are not your best leaders. And last year, in many cases, they were. So I think that's a, a bit of a problem as far as overall leadership from a player-led team standpoint. Uh, but you, you absolutely still have a chance to make the playoff and to win the, uh, the ACC next year. Going through some more questions here. I do want to tell you about our friends at Congruity, Congruity HR Solutions. Matt Lewis does a tremendous job. A lot of Nolkai's listeners have paired up with Matt to make their business optimized whether it's payroll, HR solutions, hit the link in the show notes, congruityhr.com slash Knowles is what you want to do. You'll get hooked up with Matt. Matt does such a, a tremendous job for all of us, and uh, we are a proud user of congruity here on the Knowlescast. I know the Battle's End uh, is also involved with them. Again, Battle's End, not the collective uh, that was implicated here for this, just to be clear scrolling through some more uh, of these of these questions. Grillmaster says, hey, if you think these weren't bad sanctions for the violations, do you think the other programs are about to get absolutely destroyed? Well, I don't know. So if your program is about to get absolutely destroyed, you, you might sue over it, right? This is not an absolutely destroyed type thing. It kind of kind of stinks, but it's also not something that is crippling. You're not losing a head coach you're not losing uh I mean you're, you're losing Atkins for three games and, and that's not nothing I think Atkins is a good coach but also it's it's five scholarships and you lose your OC for three games in related news Michigan just won the national title and had their head coach suspended for half of the season so yeah about that uh, there are some other additional little, like real small penalties, as well. I just I didn't want to get into kind of the nitty gritty of that. All right, so um, Keith Gordon says we've dealt with a lot of people uh, in our team or program in recent months and years. We've dealt with Coach Norvell leaving it would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, I, again, I I, uh, I have a ton of respect for Mike Norvell. I think he does a tremendous job getting the team prepared coaching uh culture but he's not an irreplaceable coach because he's not he's not shown that recruiting element if norvell recruited at a high level i'd be right there with you buddy because then that that's a true unicorn but if he did he'd be the first call that alabama made not to dan lanning who has shown the ability to recruit at a really high level just saying like norvell's a hell of a coach i do you think there are a lot of hell of a coaches out there as well? And Florida State's a place that if you're a good coach, you will win, and you will win quite a bit. All right, uh, Keith thinks it'll be a decade if Norvell were to leave before they get back to this point. I, I mean, I uh, I don't I don't agree with that at all. So I just I don't I don't see that personally. No, uh, absolutely not on on board with Prime coming to Florida State. If I was Michael Alford, I would institute a rule that you have to at least know the offer, or you need to know the rules of overtime before we hire you. And it's pretty clear that Dion um, doesn't know how the overtime rules work because he took the ball first in overtime t- uh, two games this year. So that would be that would be crazy. We'll we'll punt on a lot of these Norvell questions as far as you know, leaving type thing, because again don't know that Mike Norvell's leaving. I don't know that he's the top choice. Clearly, he was not the top original choice, I think, with all the, the landing stuff that went on. Um, And we'll talk a little more about this State situation. If anybody has questions about it, I will... Uh, yeah. Let me see what we have here. If I had to make a prediction, who winds up as the Alabama coach? Uh, today, I went DeBoer slightly over Nor- over norvell when i was on the barstool show with uh, rico bosco i don't know if you guys watched that or not it was a good time uh, let me see here if if mike were to leave who's your top three candidates um i think there's so many good ones and it's a different situation than what alabama is because alabama you have you have like such pressure to get it Perfect because you're following like the best coach of all time, and you have so many more difficulties there, including the fact that, like, I don't think their collective is anywhere near what FSU's is. And I know people don't want to agree or don't want to believe that, but you can ask around. Uh, sorry, gotta text this guy back. Sorry, all right. So, uh, looking for more questions here anyway. Yeah. Probation. So don't do anything silly over the next two years, five scholarships. Does it hurt? Kind of, but again, it's not like you're recruiting at a crazy high level to where you're having to find space for guys. Cause you're, you're not uh, doing so. Let me see what else here. Uh, We will do a deeper dive tomorrow morning, probably go about 9, maybe 9.15-ish, whatever time we decide to go live on these transfers and what what we like about them. I will say that I like the variety that FSU got on the defensive line. So getting the D lineman from Oregon State, I think, is an important player because he has a certain high floor of stability. Getting Gilbert Edmund last year was a good get. Now, he didn't play very well, and it, it didn't work out for you, but he had shown some good ability at South Carolina at times. Your Oregon State guy is better in terms of on a down-and-down basis. Now, he's not a crazy high-impact player, but it's almost like getting a professional to come play for you. And as a baseball analogy, like finding a right fielder who can hit 270, couple home runs, play good defense. He played damn near 500 snaps for Oregon State. So I like that. And then you throw in Marvin Joes Jr. And you throw in your West Virginia kid. Like the West Virginia guy, I like him as far as the splash plays, but the bad plays are basically unplayable. Like they're really, really bad. So you have the stability of Oregon State. You have Pat Payton coming back. He announced his uh, his partnership with the Battle's End again. Right. You have Marvin Jones Jr. You have West. Like you have an, a lot of different variety of bodies here. So I do like what they're doing there uh, on. On the defensive line, after how damn bad they've been recruiting the defensive line, and and I'm I'm not trying to bang on that to be negative, but like I said, the the bill will come due for how poorly they have recruited the front seven at the high school level. Our uh, Wilmer wants to know, hey, can you explain the two year penalty against Alex? None, not understanding the impact. So that is the, the two year show cause penalty is more of a a personal penalty for Alex Atkins, right? Um, it basically hurts his ability to advance as a you know in his career because he can't get hired away for two years unless somebody were to show cause. Now there are some examples of teams that have hired a guy with a show cause, but it is t- kind of risky because the NCAA could be like, yeah, that's not a true valid reason for hiring this guy. So you can't hire him. He's suspended. So Assuming Mike Norvell stays in Tallahassee, which, again, if I had to make a guess at it, I actually do think FSU will hold on to Norvell, but I, I in any case, I, I am strongly of the belief that if they don't, that they will get another really damn good coach because they're pretty damn pot committed right now as far as money stuff goes. You don't sue the ACC to leave and then screw around when it comes to the commitment to the quality of football. So, if Norvell leaves, I'm very confident they're going to have, you know, close to what, eight figures a year for, for somebody. I, I think that they would be extremely, um, extremely committed, but assuming or assuming Norvell stays, I think there's an excellent chance that Alex Atkins is a, is your coordinator through the end of 2025 because of the show cause penalties. So that, that is kind of the practical, uh, impact of it Let me see here uh, if atkins were to leave you get the five scholarships back uh, no so that that part is more of a school penalty these are these are actually really good questions so I, I appreciate that uh how big of a blow is the dissociation with rising spear for a year um look i'm not intending to create enemies so i, I won't uh, i don't think it's a huge blow to the school if you look at it for the most part, it I think almost all of the uh, partnerships announced by players have been with Battles End and not with Rising Spear. So we will uh, we will see. But it's uh, it stinks for those guys, obviously. And and I retweeted some people I, I know, uh, like Football Scoop, which is a site that talks to coaches for a living and kind of relays their thoughts. It's uh, they. They basically said, "Like, wait, like, doesn't every school do this?" And I'll, I'll read you a conversation from a guy who's not at Florida State, if you'd like. And I think it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's a GM at another, at a different school, by the way. Uh, let me take this question down. All right. him. Wait, FSU got popped for an NIL guy meeting with an official visitor? Dot, 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 question mark. WTF. Two years ago, the Amarius Mims thing? He said, yeah, the Georgia tackle transfer. He said, yeah, he's a dude, but doesn't everyone do that? This is so dumb. He said, yeah, it was just pr- kind of a pretty public situation, made it kind of easy. He said, maybe it was before it was truly commonplace. He said, yeah. Again, you know, it. He's a at a, a fairly major school, so is it not Barton? No, I, I don't want to get Barton in trouble. That is not Barton. Um, if you saw the McMurphy tweet, uh, which was pretty funny, that that he he was kind of mean to Vanderbilt. McMurphy was like, "Man, everybody um, everybody cheats except Vanderbilt," which is kind of kind of funny. Let me see here. What else do we have? Other questions about the NCAA thing, if you want to. Um, I think those are pretty much. I'm I'm not going to get into the motivations of why a kid would would quote unquote uh, snitch on a school. I'm not going to get into like if certain outlets, you know for claiming the commit earlier or not. I I don't, uh, I'm just not going to do that, guys. If if you want to argue amongst yourselves in the comment section, that's, that's fine. Um, question in 2022, didn't everyone report the lack of understanding and rules of the new NIL era? If so, why is the instability not sued? Fine for lack of guidance, rules, and regulations. All right, so check this out. You don't agree to this unless you think that not agreeing to it would be worse. Does that make sense? If you think you can fight it and win, Florida State fights stuff quite a bit, by the way. Like They are literally in a a half-a-billion-dollar lawsuit against the ACC right now. So my read on this is that they clearly didn't think they had leverage in this situation for whatever reason. And decided to take the penalty. I'm going to defer to FSU on this. That that is probably the right call to take the plea deal. I don't know how long the negotiation went on. I don't know sort of what the NCAA started with. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're like, "Hey, it's a bunch of level ones," and the head coach and Florida State got it down to you know just level two and Alex Atkins, but. I do know that you don't typically negotiate instead of fight if you have a whole bunch of leverage, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it's basically like a plea deal. That's kind of what I got for y'all. I hope that makes sense. I do think Florida State's leadership is better than the last time they had an NCAA thing. And I'm specifically referring to the Bowden um, Music City uh, bowl music class. You guys remember that? This was 2007. The last time FSU played a bowl game that was just uh, without most of their players. I do not know if uh, Florida and other schools will have anything come out. Who knows? We will. Uh, we'll see. I hope this all kind of clarifies some stuff. And makes sense. Yeah, I, I was not at that game. I know some some folks in, in the chat uh, certainly were. I will also point out just to leave you all on a bit of a positive note here. I don't think Florida State has made their roster like insanely good via the portal, but again, part of the goal of this year is to to be good enough to where you can still have a product that you can sell in recruiting and develop some of your younger talent on the roster. I do believe that both of those objectives are very achievable. And again, we can point out like, hey, look at Oregon, look at Old Miss. Those teams are sort of all in for this year. Just like Florida State, I think, honestly, was very all in last year. You have to sort of survey the room and take a look and say, wait a second. Hey, this place is pretty nice, like Charlie Park one of our elite sponsors, Charlie Park, sister restaurant of Madison Social. Matt Thompson does such a great job. If you guys are in town, great place to have lunch, dinner, love the views there. Charlie Park is incredible. Make sure that you hit them up. But you got to survey the room and say, okay, look at our schedule. Look who we have coming back. Do we like our players? Do we have good leaders? Do we have good buy-in? That type of thing. But who on your schedule that you play has elite kind of all-in mantra this year. Clemson, who will probably be the league favorite, but not by a ton, they did try to do some portal stuff, and maybe they will try to do some more after the spring. But right now they have none. And I strongly disagree with the idea that Clemson has a whole bunch of guys on their roster who are just incredible and that they have no holes and don't need to portal. You could argue Miami, right? They are in year 3. It is very important for Miami to show progress this year given the fact that they haven't been any good on the field so far. Now they've improved a little bit. They made a bowl game this year, so that was that was awesome. But uh quarterback for them has gone poorly. They really waited out the Cam Ward sweepstakes and who knows? I believe Ward has four more days before he could decide to withdraw from the NFL draft I think the 15th is the deadline so I'll check on that not great right um they have not been able to get Will Howard I believe one of the targets might have been Seth Hennigan he never actually ended up jumping in the portal for Memphis Talia Tagovailoa may or may not get a waiver for a seventh year they just took an FCS player from Albany, who I think is a good FCS quarterback, but again, like not an unbelievable FCS quarterback. And they have uh, they have Brown, who I'm not a believer in. So again, I think Notre Dame is probably the team on your list that is most all in for this cycle. But I continue to look at the list, and I'm like, okay, are you an underdog a couple times? Yeah, probably. Like you're probably a dog at Miami right now, if you just roster against roster. Are you an underdog at Notre Dame? Yeah, and that's probably the only one you'd be an underdog of, you know, more than a touchdown. Maybe you know, maybe double digits because they they look pretty good. But who knows? They also have questions on their offense. I do believe that you're going to be a really competitive football team again next year. One that, if you play well and you get the right breaks, that you can win the conference again. Are you going to be the favorite to win the conference? Probably not, depending on what else happens in the portal and what else happens with all of the other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I I just, I see some of the doom and gloom out there. Some of the questions we get on doom and gloom are absolutely insane. And uh, I just don't agree with those, honestly. FSU is an Ohio State to where, like, Ohio State is never bad, but it's close. it's hard. You have to really screw some stuff up in terms of alignment at FSU to be real bad. So cool. Yeah. Buy or sell doom and gloom. I'm, I'm selling on that. I'm just really not. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I don't, uh, I don't see that. So got any other stuff here. What else do we have? Uh, Wilmer asks, are we are we fined 1% against the entire athletic department budget or are we fined 1% against football? That I will get some clarification on. actually going to star that comment. I appreciate that. Some questions about Auburn's recruiting. Yes, uh, but uh, I think Auburn's got some more staff changes coming too, by the way. So we'll see just how that goes. And... Got some other players visiting tomorrow, I believe. I think Roydell Williams will be on campus and maybe a few other transfers. So we'll see how that goes. Again, like, is he an amazing back? No. Is he a power back who can help you out and be a, be a valuable guy? You just got Ferguson today, big-time offensive lineman. We'll talk about him more. I got some pretty cool stat stuff that I picked up at the NCAA convention from a buddy of mine who runs a company. So I will, uh, we will share that tomorrow. I don't know if Alex Atkins can go to the to go to Ireland, but not coach. I agree; it'd be a shame to lose uh, that vacation if you're him. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I will see you guys coming up, and see you guys tomorrow morning. Peace. Oh, like the video.